Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And today we wanted to bring you a bonus episode. We have been covering extensively the work Samaritan's Purse has been doing in response to COVID-19 with our emergency field hospitals. But today we wanted to share what North America Ministries is doing. North America Ministries has been busy responding all over the country and recently deployed four teams in a tornado response. Last weekend, several tornadoes ripped through many Southern states, leaving massive damage in local communities. Here's my conversation with Todd Taylor, who is a manager for the U.S. Disaster Relief. Todd has responded to many disasters all over the country for almost 15 years with Samaritan's Purse, but he explains how different this response is due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Hey, Christy. How you doing? Do you have a few minutes? I do. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, your willingness to share. So last week, <laughs> tornadoes ripped through the South, you know, and covered four different states, Louisiana, South Carolina, Mississippi, and Tennessee. And North American Ministries has deployed to all four states. And today I have Todd Taylor on the phone with me to share how the ministry is responding to these disasters in the midst of the corona pandemic. So I'd love for you to start just explaining the damage and the effects the tornadoes have had um, across the South, just across the board, and maybe just then we'll get into the states specifically. So Easter Sunday, this storm system moved across the Southeast as predicted. Um, the tornadoes did uh, ramp up um, as the National Weather Service had been predicting, and uh Starting in Mississippi, a line of tornadoes developed. Um, I'm here in Laurel, Mississippi, where the storm that went through was an EF4, a very Mm -hmm. strong, powerful storm, um, about a mile wide. And those paths of destruction uh, not only affected here in Mississippi, but it also hit up in the Monroe, Louisiana area. And then it continued to move east uh, where it affected um, on a smaller scale, a little bit in Alabama. Um, And then as it neared um, the Appalachians, it intensified and uh, affected around uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, was really hard hit. Um, And then down through Georgia and the storms re-intensified around uh, South Carolina. And we're responding there as well in Seneca. Wow, so much damage. And yeah, I can't believe it just spread so many states. And so Samaritan's Purse quickly deployed um, to four states, correct? That's correct. Uh, This is the first time that um, even though with Hurricane Harvey and Michael and and Irma and Florence, we've had multiple simultaneous responses. This is the first time that we've simultaneously responded to four different states which is uh, a new uh, new milestone for us. Wow, I, I was just about to ask that. Um, and then to make it even harder, you know, on top of that, we're, we're going through a global pandemic. So can you talk to me about, I mean, obviously it's probably hard to do ministry in four states, but then on top of it, having this coronavirus, was it difficult to find host churches during this COVID pandemic? Surprisingly here across this path, our partner churches were eager to have us. Several of these churches have strong ties to Samaritan's Purse. Um, and uh, they were eager. They knew that because of our work, 
going on in Italy and in New York with the COVID pandemic Mm -hmm. that the ministry was proving itself capable of being able to educate our volunteers and our staff Mm -hmm. to keep their facilities, their congregations safe. And um, there was no hesitation here um, from any of our sites to house us and uh, be able to get started. Wow, that is amazing. Because like you said, having never responded at four sites simultaneously, and then in a pandemic, I mean, to have four churches willing to open their doors, you know, when every other church is shutting, you can't even meet for church services right now, but to open their doors to help you is really God's hand of favor. That is, and we have made some pretty big modifications to the way we operate as a result of the COVID pandemic. Uh, We would... Typically, we're at some large churches that we could sleep hundreds of volunteers at, but we're not allowing any of our overnight volunteers to come in. We are relying completely on the local volunteers to come out and support the relief effort. And we see a lot of just grassroots, neighbor helping neighbor across all of these areas. Uh, but the churches are, are putting it out through their social medias, encouraging uh, their fellowships to be involved, to share that Facebook post with other congregations in the area to get as many of the church people working as we can. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask, you know, how you've had to adjust your new year typical response. You get, yeah, people coming in from all over the country. So you have a larger pool to to pull from. So have you had a problem filling these, what do we call them, day volunteers? It's slow, mm-hmm. you know, with all the states currently have stay-at-home orders. And so the people, you know, the local volunteers have to make that decision, you know, which do we do? Right. Um, we're very fortunate um, across the South that the governors of the state realize the importance of the volunteers and are permitting people to go out and help their neighbors, provided they're able to follow those CDC guidelines mm-hmm. um, and the guidelines that we're encouraging for our day volunteers are probably even a little more strict than what the CDC is recommending, where you know we want to make sure that our volunteers are wearing those masks even outside um we're limiting our teams to no more than 10 people per site. Um, we have masks available for everyone. Um, and, and really, we're, we're treating that as a very important safety item. And we're not going to allow volunteers to serve with us who are not adhering to those CDC guidelines. So when the day volunteers sign up, like you said, um, you know, normally you have procedures anyway, you know, teaching them the rules and, yep. and what they need to follow. But now you have added rules and procedures um, to follow. So do they have to sign up for more than one day um, because the training is more intense or can they come on a day-by-day they basis? Can, they can come on a day-by-day basis when they get out of their car and they start approaching the church as they get ready to walk into the church building. We have a Samaritan's Purse staff or um, leadership team meet them with a mask if they do not have one. So they mask up before they even come into the church building. And we just you know, want to make sure as they come in through the church before they sit down um, to fill out their paperwork, 
We have hand sanitizer at stations for them to go by before they sit down. Our staff is handling all the paperwork, wearing gloves. We're even sanitizing the pens that they're filling out the form with between each use. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine that would be difficult, but... You know, hopefully, you know, because so many of us are home and do have more time on our hands, you know, those who aren't going into work, you know, prayerfully, this can actually engage our country because I think so many that aren't in the healthcare or, you know, in a essential vocation where they're on the front lines every day, you know, they want to help, they want to give back. So are you seeing, um, I guess, people that maybe haven't gotten involved in, in the past coming out? Is it a new force? We are, you know, we're seeing families come out where, you know, one of the parents may be working from home and they're able to just say, all right, kids, we're not going to do school today. We're going to go serve. And it, it is creating, you know, some opportunities for families to serve together. And that's so neat to see um, yesterday uh, here in Laurel, Mississippi, we saw a father with his son and daughter out and a mother with her two sons. Um, Day, we've got a couple of families like that as well and it's just it's neat to see um, even through the concerns of this COVID crisis that God is able to continue to pull his people together mm-hmm. and just really raising them up to go serve and be the church that he's called them to be not to serve with reckless abandon right? but to use the wisdom that he has given us to be able to keep our people safe um it was pointed out to me, you know, we've got people serving in these hospitals in New York and Italy where they're in direct contact with the virus. And if we use those same methods to keep our volunteers safe, then, you know, we, we, we should be out serving and, and, mm-hmm. and serving well. Yeah. So, so for people listening right now, how can they, who can get involved um, and what can they do? So across all four states, um, we encourage people that are within driving distance to go to the Samaritan's Purse website. That is the best way to get that information. And it is posted there, all of the details, the phone numbers for each of our sites um, to call. We do have to limit the number of volunteers that serve each day to try to maintain the CDC guidelines and stay under what's considered a gathering. Mm. So no, no teams are, can be larger than 10. Um, so we would hate to have somebody drive several hours to one of the sites and then we have to turn them away because we don't have enough capacity to send out any additional teams. So right now, most sites can handle about 60 people a day, 50 to 60 people, and it may vary by location a little bit. So we really recommend that they call first. Okay, thank you so much. Um, and now, Todd, being involved in four sites um, is a huge feat, but North America Ministries also responded in Nashville, you know, not too long ago, and Arkansas. Are those sites closed down or in the work orders completed, or are they still, do you still have teams working in those areas? Both sites, the disaster relief portion, mm-hmm. have closed down. All the work was finished. And in Nashville, that is going to be transitioning to a longer-term rebuilding project, which will be focused on the North Nashville area. That is temporarily suspended because of the COVID crisis. 
Um, we're not able to have some of the meetings with homeowners and city leaders that we need to get that project up and running. So we, our staff is there beginning some of the preliminary work and identifying some of the cases. But as far as volunteer opportunities, there are they have been put on hold temporarily because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. Thank you for the update. Um, so Todd, how can we pray for um, all four of these sites and those affected by these tornadoes? Pray for these people that have been affected. You know, so many of these are in rural areas where people may have already been struggling um, because of the COVID pandemic. And now they've been affected by a tornado. Their kids are out of school. Their lives have been disrupted not once, but now twice, Mm -hmm. just within the last six weeks. Um, These areas are disaster prone, especially Monroe, Louisiana, where we responded to major flooding um, just a few years ago. Here in, in Mississippi, We've already responded to Mississippi once this year with tornadoes up in DeSoto. These are disaster-prone areas, and with the COVID, everybody's emotions are raw. Um, you know, they're really looking looking to the Lord, saying, "Enough's enough." Mm-hmm. You know, give us a break, Lord, and um, it gives us an opportunity to let them know and to reassure them that Christ loves them. And so, we ask the listeners to pray for these homeowners, that their faith be strengthened during this time, that Christ be glorified, and that, you know, the volunteers that we have going out are able to just play a small piece and reminding people that they do have a Father in heaven that loves them. And so I know typically when you all meet, you know, you gather for devotions and prayer before before you're sent out, your teams. Are you still able to do that? So our, de- our devotions, just like our orientations, Christy, we have chairs set up in six feet apart for people to sit in. And then we address through a public address system. Um, we're able to, you know, be able to, to be heard. We do not allow volunteers and chaplains to have any hand-to-hand contact. Um, mm-hmm. Just really pushing that six to 10 feet social distance minimum. Um, you know, keeping all of our volunteers masked up and getting them to talk loud. Um, mm-hmm. So um, it is. it has been difficult for all of us that are accustomed to greeting each other with a hug or a handshake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been difficult for us to, to refrain, but uh, it's, uh, it's something we're all learning and dealing with. I can imagine, because Todd, you have responded, you know, you've been with the ministry over, what, 15 years, responded all over the country. And like you said, in so many disasters. And so this has to be unique um, and and really almost feel like you're tying your hands sometimes. Um, But because you're so bound, have there been anything that God's taught you um, because you are restricted um, that you maybe haven't seen before? You know, despite the physical touches, his love mm. and his grace is sufficient. When we're able just to be able to, to talk with him and we can we know his presence, we can feel his presence. And that wave across the room, that air hug as some of our some of our volunteers like to call it, mm-hmm. that's real because we know that that physical touch is just a 
an outward expression of what we truly feel in the the love that Christ is showing to us to show to other people. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the body of Christ. Yeah. Speaking louder. Um, because it, it can be discouraging. I know for, for me, you know, it's like every day is kind of the same. And like you said, you, you can't do what you're used to. But I think that's why as believers, you know, God has proven himself faithful. Um, I just love Lamentations 3.23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You know, and I pray Absolutely. that your teams... Um, that he will see his mercies new every morning because I'm sure it's hard. Cause like you said, you're having more day volunteers. So it's probably a lot more turnover. You know, you have typically you can have probably the same team for a week um, when they're able to spend the night. And so you're having to start over a lot more, but hopefully God's mercies are proving new and almost renewing your teams in a deeper way. Oh, absolutely. So is there anything that God is teaching you from his word or, or that you all have shared together um, in, in devotions this week that has touched you in a new way? You know, just coming off of, of Easter, as this happened on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. um, it is so crystal clear in the just the willingness of our site leadership team and our staff that God wants his love known as he stretched out his arms. Mm-hmm. We can't touch, but he couldn't touch physically on the cross either. And we just want to be able to show that self-sacrificing love with wisdom mm-hmm. <laughs> and taking precautions that he showed. That is beautiful, you know, because it, it is, it's disheartening that this yeah. happened over Easter weekend, you know, such a wonderful, you know, weekend where we remember what God's done for us and, and Jesus's sacrifice. Um but like you said, we can take that tragedy and point it back to the cross, you know, and while it's fresh it. in everyone's mind, that is beautiful. Well, thank you, Todd. And thank you for serving. And, you know, we've said it before, but leaving now is probably especially difficult, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, leaving your family, you know, it's always hard to leave them. But for all of you, I know your your hearts are probably heavy for your family members back home. So um, we'll be praying for you, for your families and for your team. But thank you for your service. Thank you, Christy. And thank you for having me today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We wanted to bring awareness to the damage these storms have had on our already hurting country. Please be praying for our teams responding and ministering in these four different locations. We hope to bring you more updates in the future. But in the meantime, check out our website, SamaritansPurse.org for more stories and information on how to get involved. Thank you so much for your prayers and support. I hope you have a great week.